0: This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal.
1: Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, man, I am fired up. This is going to be amazing. We're talking about this book with Mm. the light on it. Hashtag, but God, we've got the author and we've got uh, the one, the subject really of the book. Mm. I mean, the subject of the book is God, but we've got Jeremy Mm. Freeman, Pastor Jeremy and his son, Caleb, an amazing, amazing story. And this book is great. How are you guys doing today?
0: We're doing great. Doing great, man. We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us on.
1: Oh, man. Thank you guys for making the time. I really appreciate it. And we're going to get into this story. We're going to get into the ministry of what you all are doing. And we're going to talk about this book and make sure people, more people get this book. It's going to bless them. I'm going to sing its praises. I've got things from the book that I want to ask you about. But, but first... I want to ask about uh, this uh, celebrity here and OU softball.
0: Oh, mm. OU softball. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was big time. That was big time, man. That was a that was a but God moment. It was um, totally unscripted, completely unplanned. That was something that only God could have done because
2: we just happened to be swinging in the Omni Hotel. So, like, a banger group. Yeah. And then the OU softball team happened to be doing the devotion right down the hall. Yep. And, like, next thing I knew, it was so out of the ordinary. Yeah. The chaplain was just asking me, hey, Kelp, do you want to come in and pray for the team? I was like, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like wow. that.
1: That's unbelievable. I mean, that that's That's so crazy. Cool. A great example of just God moving. Now, Caleb, were you a OU fan for softball before then, or what's the story there? Uh,
2: honestly. Yeah. Before the REC, I didn't really watch softball at all. It kind of bored me. <laughs> but now that I know some of the players, and, the, and they've come around and been there for me, yep, it's fun to watch the OU softball and support them. That's right.
1: Oh, well, that's great. All right, just a little bit more on this. So, was it was it the chaplain or what is the story? I, I think I saw on one of the newscasts they were talking about that your favorite player is Grace Lines. I don't know if that's true or not, and what is the reason there?
2: <clears throat> um, I, it is true. Like Grace Lines, she's she's different from the other players because the way she cares for me and talks to me, like. I see a lot from the way, like, famous people or, like, players of the next level connect with me. Because some of them are just, like, putting on a face mm. to say that they're doing stuff for me to elevate their name. But I can tell when people really care for me. Mm. And Grace Lyons, she would be an example of someone that really cares, it's true.
1: Man, that's cool. All right. One more question about it. How did, how can you tell, like, how did she show this care that mm-hmm. you're talking about? Did you know her before you guys were just called in to pray or?
0: Yeah. So we we've, we've mm-hmm. met her, you know, she just got married. Do, I know. Uh, She's
1: not Grace Lyons anymore. Yeah, She's Michael Grace Turk. Turk.
0: So uh, we met them. We, Caleb and I went and spoke at an FCA event at OU. And okay. we met them there, and they kind of are the FCA leaders. She's now working for FCA. But yeah. um, we just met them, and then we, we bumped into them at a concert one time in some different yeah. place, like a Christian concert. So we've just become friends with them uh, loosely, and they've always been super kind to Caleb. So, yeah. Caleb, that's a good question. What did she show you that was uh, a little different? Like the way she
2: cared, like I could sense she actually cared like she wasn't spinning on the face. Yeah. Like she, her love was different from other people. Mm-hmm. It was the way she extended it to me. Yeah. It made me feel even more special.
0: Yeah, she takes an interest me, asks questions. Yeah. She's more interested in his life. And yeah. you can just tell she feels honored to meet Caleb and it's it's special. And yeah, I'm honored to meet her. That's right.
1: Heck yeah, heck yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, I just had to ask about that. I'm, uh, I'm a big OU fan, even though I'm down here in Texas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I have, uh, I have been following OU softball for a while, and I've been. Uh, Big fan of Grace Lines and uh, everything they're doing. Patty Gasso, so um, that's yep. really cool to hear. I'm not really surprised that she's the real deal, you know, yeah. uh, as far as caring about you and everything. But that's that's just so cool to hear. So
0: thanks for asking. That's a great story. Uh,
1: uh, it is a great story. All right. Speaking of great story. Um Jeremy, maybe you can just help kind of explain for people who have no concept I've jumped in with o u softball of uh <laughs> man, what this hashtag but God and this story of Caleb is all about,
0: yeah, for sure, you know, but God is all over the Bible. you see it everywhere, and when Caleb the night of the accident, Caleb's in the emergency room, they weren't giving us much information. I pulled this nurse to the side and I said, Ma'am, can you give me an update on our son?' And she said, has no one talked to you yet? And I said, no. And she said, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but your son needs a miracle. And we had already lost a son four years before that to cancer. So the thought right. of losing another son was really unbearable at that point. I, I sat on the ground. I got my phone out. I sent a message to my family and my, and my church staff. And I said, here's what they're saying. Doctors are saying. And I typed in two words, but God. Mm. I, had no, I had no idea but God would ever be on a T-shirt or a book. At that point, we were just saying, if God doesn't step in, right Caleb, Caleb's gone, mm. so but God became our theme in this journey. I mean Caleb's in a coma for eight weeks and mm. response, and you know all this they told us he'd never walk, talk or eat again, never be normal, always be on breathing support and a ventilator and and uh, and feeding tube and all those things and every time they said Caleb would not do something, we said, but God because mm. that may be true, but God has the final say. God has the final say.
2: Yeah, like when I first heard about God, it didn't mean that much to me because I was just coming out of a coma. So honestly, (laughs) nothing really did. Right. But as I've gotten to see, God just did the impossible time and time again in my journey. Like, the doctors were living it pretty hopeless for me. I came and never walked again. Came and never talking again. Came and never eat again. Those are all things they were literally saying would never happen for me. So look yeah. looked pretty helpless. But well, I got to, I noticed that as I continued to live, all the prayers, thousands of prayers, got left to Jesus, And that's when I started noticing I changed. I was in possible odds. I started walking. I mm. started talking. And I started eating again. And it became clear to me. It wasn't me who orchestrated for me to do those things. That's what I found out. It was Jesus Christ. And if he would do it for me, I have tremendous faith. He would do it for anybody else. Mm.
1: Man, that's awesome. All right. For people, I know a lot of people know your story very well. Uh, Mm -hmm. For people who are just coming in and want to know more, we're talking about this is back in 2017, I believe. Is that right?
0: Yeah, 2017, five and a half years ago. Caleb was 16 years old, uh, sophomore in high school. He was actually on his way to an OU basketball game that night to watch Trey Young play. Oh, Yeah, man. I had gotten two tickets. I asked Keb if he wanted them. And I had, mm. to go, I had to go get the tickets and I had to meet Caleb. So he was driving in the truck with his younger mm. brother, Clayton, who's 14. I met him at this restaurant. I pull in the parking lot. I give Caleb the tickets. And it started raining. And I made sure they were buckled, all those things. And off they went. And they drove 10 minutes one direction. I drove 10 minutes the other direction. Walk in my house. My phone rings. It says Caleb Freeman. I said, hello. And there mm. was a man on the other line. Mm. He said, there was no introduction. He said, sir, do you have two sons? And I said, "Hey, who is this? Why do yeah. you have my son's phone? He said, "Do you have two sons?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "Well, they've been in an accident. How quickly can you get here and um so I get in the car, man, we're driving there, and as quickly as we can get to the accident scene, and as we're on the way there, we're getting more and more updates that uh things were pretty serious, and it was not a fender bender a seventy five thousand pound mm. semi truck t-boned caleb directly on his side mm. Wow Clay- Clayton the fourteen year old my son suffered a concussion, but Caleb suffered a severe traumatic brain injury.
1: Wow. That's uh man that I cannot imagine still to this day, the things that you've been through as a dad, uh, yeah. Jeremy, just uh, with Trey. And with Caleb and uh, all of this, um, just crazy. So, um, man, that begins a journey of kind of different sort of miracles. When you talk about miracles, how do you describe kind of some of the miracles? I mean, obviously, Caleb, Mm -hmm. you're here today. Yeah, um, that's miracle number one, and yeah. there's so many miracles along the way. But also jumping ahead, and we'll get to this later. I mean, the miracle of you ministering the gospel, yeah. um, and God using this incredible testimony, using you, you know, to yeah. speak and offer salvation to kids is and to people is is amazing to me. But uh, talk about some of the miracles that you guys considered along the way, if you can.
0: You bet. You know, Caleb was so the night of the wreck. He suffered a diffuse axonal grade three brain injury. Which, if you Google that, uh, less than ninety percent. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, ten percent only ten percent wake up from that brain injury. Wow. Ninety uh, percent never wake up. And they told us that that night his brain was swelling. They took part of Caleb's skull off. They had to relieve the fluid off the brain. And the doctor looked right at me and said. If he lives through the night, it'll be a miracle. And so one of the very first things God did was he lived through the night. But even even backing up before that, you know, in the book I talk about, there was a woman on the accident scene named Jolinda who's become a friend. She's a certified CPR trained instructor. She saw the accident. She ran across the highway. She was like the third person on the scene. EMS wasn't even there yet. She climbed in the truck and nobody was helping Caleb. Come to find out, they thought Caleb was dead, you know, so nobody wow. wanted to touch him. So wow. Jolinda gets in the truck, stops his bleeding. She cleared his airway, and she said to us, I want you to know I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I prayed over your son, and God has told me your son's going to live. And I was like, man, that's a bold thing to tell somebody. Right. She told, she told us that in the ER when she got there. And um, so, you know, Caleb— he two two months in a coma. One day, his occupational therapist said, "Caleb, can you nod your head yes?" And what'd you do? Like a boss, he nods his head. <laughs> yeah, dude, just, He just woke up. God woke him up, and slowly, steadily, he just began to do all the things they said he would never do. Right. Absolutely yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah, they showed me like whenever I first got on the truck, I knew this wasn't gonna be like an instantaneous thing. It was gonna take time yeah. for God to really do what he wanted to do. And so I forgot I wasn't gonna be like the hare running really fast to win the race. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna have to be I was gonna have to be like the turtle. Yeah. And I was gonna have to be really slow and strategic because if God wanted to do great work, it was gonna take time. Take time, that's right.
1: Well, your background as an athlete and cross-country runner, I guess, helped you in all of this.
2: Oh, for sure, big time. Uh, I feel like God allowed me to have such a passion for running cross-country because he was building an internal drive inside of me that was going to be used for something way
0: more than cross-country running. That's right.
1: Yeah. Well, I think about, Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. No,
0: we like to say Caleb was built for this, you know, like when you're, when you're a cross country runner, you have to have endurance and Caleb's brain injury requires endurance Mm-hmm. And uh, God God has given him a unique ability to persevere, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think something else I liked, uh, and I just love the writing, the writing that you did in the book, Jeremy, uh, you, you talked about also uh, as cross-country, part of it is that when you're running your race, yeah. uh, what happens? I mean, you're not in front of the, the fans at all times, right? That's
0: right. That's right. Caleb, you know, I, I can remember back in the days when he was running, you know, the cross-country runners would often run so far away, you couldn't see them. And you're like, man, when they come around that corner, you know, what are they going to be in first place, last pace? Have they given up? And when you're, when, you're, when you're over there running and nobody can cheer you on, you have to have this internal motor that says, I'm going to pers- persevere even if, even if I'm not getting the accolades and the support and all that yeah. stuff. And Caleb always had that. He'd come around that corner. He was generally in the top three or four runners. And uh, so, you know, it's just interesting to me because there's such a parallel between the Christian life and running long distance racist because the christian life is a marathon it's not a sprint and like even on top of that parallel
2: i would say it's a snare to compare yeah Because everyone Mm. everyone in this world has a different race that are called to run Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some people that run out run out super far ahead of you some people that slow down and run their pace i feel like If we start comparing our life to other people, Mm -hmm. it will mess up our race. So the best thing we can do is run our race or live our life for Jesus. And then once we're doing that, we can all work together to bring the whole world to Jesus. That's right.
1: Man, I love that vision. I love that vision, Caleb. Well, I know there's a lot more that we could delve into. I know that was a miracle when you nodded your head. I I know from the book, you know, that maybe if God hadn't shown up with with that and with you that day, that maybe they wouldn't have let you stay in that facility. Um, And then it's kind of amazing to see God at work and God showed up and, you know, helped you to do that. Um, Yeah. But then there was a period of time after that where it was pretty quiet for a while. This is when yep, you were in right. Denver, I believe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: we were there, and it was just like, man, I'm telling you, every day was a grind. You know, Caleb, Caleb, as he was waking up, it was a slow, long process. And there were some great moments along the way. But, man, I watched my strong, athletic son uh, have to relearn how to do everything, how to yeah. breathe how to take a simple fork and put it into his mouth, how to swallow without aspirating. Um, You know, he was in a wheelchair walker uh, most of of that first year, year and a half after the accident. So he had to relearn how to walk, how to, you know, how to, you know, all the things that you learn as a child. And I consider all those miracles because they said he would never do those things again. Uh, How to write his name, uh, how to brush his teeth. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me you uh, can still text on his phone. Those kids don't ever learn. They'll never forget how to text, you know, but just amazing,
1: man. Uh, well, speaking of text and Caleb, I want to ask you, and I'll, I'll read something that is from the book. If you don't mind that you oh. wrote in a text, cause I was blown away by it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I, I've got other questions for you, Caleb, to think about just about how you did manage to persevere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there were times when you, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine the painstaking process that you had to do mm-hmm. to relearn mm-hmm. these things um, and just what kept you going. So I'll, I'll try to come back to that. But let me read a text from you, if you don't mind, from the book. Mm-hmm. And then you can talk. You can respond to this. These these words are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um don't let the world tell you that it's okay to lose your fire for Jesus. This is a text from you um, to your dad, I believe, right? That's right. And it's in the book. If you, It, it says, I can't read it like you can, so just bear with me. I'm going to mm. start again. Don't let the world tell you that it's okay to lose your fire for Jesus because it seems many other Christians do at some point. You want to know how I will never lose my fire because every single morning I wake up to the same old nightmare that I used to have that has now become a reality. This is a text from Caleb. I can't run, can't play sports, can't talk normal. I run into things, fall down, and have the stitches to prove it. So I wonder why God would allow this. But that's when God quickly hits me with the reality that my struggles are just reminders of how much I need him Mm. and how much better life is with him. One more thought. What would be better, Caleb wrote, to go to hell with a perfectly healthy body or to go to heaven with a brain injury? I choose the brain injury. I got to keep going. Sorry. I was trying to stop, but it's really? so good. God has totally changed my life and I will forever live on fire for Jesus and consider my brain injury the best gift I could ever receive because God has used it to bring me to him. Just pray. I don't waste one second. And then you finish really? by saying to your dad, I love you so much, dad. Caleb. Hmm. Okay,
2: yeah. uh-huh. uh, no, was no, no, good I. I've forgotten that, that I even said that. Like, mm-hmm. that's so good to be reminded of that reality because honestly, yeah. uh, every time I hear about my wreck, like, people are telling me, like, I shouldn't submit. And that's the truth. Like, I know not many people get into car like I did and they live, but out of God's grace, He is protecting me. And I feel like that was for a great reason and just myself. I know this culture is very self-driven, like self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness. But that's not what Jesus is calling us to do. He calls us just to give ourselves away to him so he can use us. I know this will bring him to glory, mm-hmm. and like I feel like it's easy to lose sight of it in this world. Yeah, but like the the more we can come onto that reality mm-hmm. and hold to it, to it, I feel like that will help us not lose
1: perspective. That's right. Man, that's fantastic. Well, we were talking a little bit off air about different opportunities that you, um, you might have that God might have for you, Caleb, uh the beautiful thing you texted here, the beautiful thing you just said, you, you could text your, your book of hashtag, but God, because that, I mean, that is powerful stuff. Yeah. So good. Um, and I know you're just the middleman, as you said, but uh-huh. uh, off air, but um, man, that's, that's just incredible. So, well, you got a response, or can I? I got a question for you. If you're ready,
0: um, he always uh, has a response. I always, have <laughs> I response. But, always got a response. But I'm ready for the
2: question. Too. Fire away, but I will give her a response first. Of course, yeah. you will. good. Um, <laughs> so, like, what I was saying in that text, like, um, I feel like hearing about how all the people that got in the record that I got icon that didn't make it, I'm mm-hmm. like. I am still here. So I feel like God's giving me a greater responsibility. That's right. Because with, difficult, with difficulty comes a greater responsibility. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, you don't want to waste uh, it. I don't want to waste it. I That's just right. feel like I need to hold true to that. Uh, I, I feel like God has given me a gift with the brain injury. Yeah. Because... <laughs> This is a very forgetful world. We forget things like moment to moment. But I would have so forgot about God protecting me and the brain injury if I was left to remember on my own. But I feel like Jesus was there for me. Is he allowed the brain injury? That will be with me forever. However I choose to look at it. So I can either... Look at it, everything I've lost from the brain injury. Mm. Like the ability to run, the ability to talk normal, or the ability to play sports. And if I look at it that way, of course I'm going to be depressed. Of course I'm going to be depressed all of them, But that's not what Jesus has called me to do. Like, he's lived in my perspective. I see the brain injury. I look to all the things. These love me on this earth with that I didn't have before the bravery, mm-hmm. like this boldness, good, this good. passion for Jesus. And when I look at those things, that's what locks the door for me to really live the life I'm called to live.
1: That's right, man. Yeah, man, that is that is amazing and very inspiring for the rest of us. Can you talk, both of you, just about kind of Caleb's uh, faith, the, the difference between Caleb before this uh, injury and accident and his faith? And I know uh, I want to ask eventually about the new Caleb would drive the old Caleb crazy. I want to <laughs> ask about that. But yeah. uh, just can you guys both sort of describe the difference in your faith yeah
0: yeah, Caleb was, so he grew up in, he's grew up, grew up in church. I'm a pastor. Yeah. uh, Grew up in a Christian home. When he was a child, he made a profession of faith, was baptized. And so, you know, you're, you're kind of watching your child and making sure they understood all that. And I thought Caleb was a Christian, but Caleb believes, he really (laughs) believes that if he would have died the night of the wreck, that he would not have gone to heaven. Mm. And about, gosh, it was about eight months after the wreck, we were in Boise, Idaho. Caleb lost his left ear, you can see here, uh, in the wreck. And it was a 14-hour surgery to reconstruct that ear as a facial reconstruction doctor in uh, Boise. And one night, Caleb and I had a real serious spiritual conversation. He said, Dad, I don't think I'm a Christian. And I was trying to figure out if he didn't remember because of the brain injury or what. Yeah. He said, Dad, I don't think I've ever really surrendered my life to Jesus. And this has been probably the most rewarding thing For us to all see is what God has done in Caleb's heart, because Caleb likes to say before the wreck, he was a religious, moral kind of person, but he wasn't, he wasn't spiritually alive And after the wreck. He surrendered his life to Jesus. And now he would say he's gone from death to life and he is alive spiritually. Yeah. I got to baptize him about a year after the wreck. And all I can tell you, Steve, is man, he is a different person from the inside out. His passion, his priorities, mm-hmm. everything is different. Everything's changed. But that's what it means to be born again, right? When you're right. a Christian and you come to life spiritually, everything's different. And I get to I get a front row seat to watch that every single day.
1: I am Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I am having a great time talking to Caleb and Jeremy Freeman of Hashtag But God. Boy, it is great time. In fact, we're going to make this two-parter. So if you're listening on radio next week, you can catch the rest or you can find the rest of the podcast in part two. So come back next week. Join me. The Apostle Paul put it way better than I could 2 Corinthians 3.12, he said, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold.
0: Very Bold, radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.